Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that was uh, created with a harmony, right? Yeah. Three parts. That's what I thought. Three parts. Wait a minute. What, actually, the first, the first time we started in unison. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. Yeah, All the, right. Yeah, the, the first time we, we, we do it in unison. No Right. Right. Okay, we got it now. All right. So, so the so the first two times I was created to worship you. Right. Let's do a, a verse of Lord, you are good. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we 
Check, check. Good morning, test, New Life in Calvary. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. It's good to see everybody out today. This is the day the Lord has made, and we're going to do what? Rejoice. Rejoice. What are we going to do? Rejoice. And be glad in it. I'm so glad to be here with you guys one more time in the house of the Lord. Let's yes. give God a big praise this Sunday morning. We are so thankful to you, Lord, for just waking us up, starting us off with our mind on you. We are about to begin our worship service. And before we begin, let us go to God in prayer. Lord, we say thank you for another Lord's Day, another Sunday, another opportunity to worship you in your, in your temple, in your church, in your sanctuary, Lord. We give you glory, honor, and praise this day in July. We are so thankful, Lord, for just being here, making it to July the 9th, Lord, bringing us all the way from January to the middle of the year. We just say thank you for what thank you're doing you, today and what you will do in our future, Lord. We are so thankful, God, that you are our beginning and our end. You are our alpha and our omega. You are our guide. Your Holy Spirit leads us. You are our friend, Lord. And we just say thank you, God, that we can come to you today. We are so humble here at your throne. We know that you love to hear prayers. The prayer comes straight to your throne room. So we say, good morning, Lord. What's your plan for us today? Honor us today, God, as we give you glory, honor, and praise, Lord. We ask you to send your Holy Spirit down on our church, New Life at Calvary today, in our sanctuary. Come into our hearts today as we come into worship. Come into our minds and our spirit, Lord. Guide us and teach us today what it is that you have for us. We just say thank you, God, for just bringing us all together. We ask you, thank you, Lord, for those that you are bringing in online, bringing into the worship service, gathering your church um, here at New Life at Calvary, gathering your church in the city of Cleveland, gathering your church at large all around the globe today, Lord. We are just so thankful that we are able to give you praise freely, Lord. And for those that are not able to give you praise, we ask you to help them to be able to give you worship as we can worship so freely today, Lord. We ask you to bless our service 
um, um, give traveling mercies to those that are still coming in. Remove the distractions, Lord. We're praying that we have somebody needs to hear about Jesus Christ, Lord. Somebody needs to hear, needs to know that you are our Savior and our friend. So somebody needs a hope, a word of hope, a word of encouragement, Lord. Speak to their hearts and speak to ours as well, Lord, as we come in to you. And all these things we ask in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So welcome again. Welcome, welcome to church online. Welcome for those of you coming into our sanctuary. We are so happy to have you. Um, if you are watching us online on Facebook or NLAC.TV, you can go ahead and leave us a comment on Facebook. We want to say hi to you. You want to say good morning. Give us a like, a share, so somebody else can see the service, right? Um, if you're watching on our online or on our app, you can click on the about links and you can choose the prayer option and we're going to pray for you. Does somebody ready to get prayer today? Is somebody ready to hear a word today? We know that this is the place where we can meet God and we can hear a word from God here, isn't it? So let us, if you're able, stand to your feet and we're going to praise God today. We're going to sing with the praise team. I was created to worship you. How many of y'all were created to worship God? Yeah. Amen.
Good morning, New Life at Calvary. Let's go into prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, we give you all the praise, glory, and honor. We thank you for the many blessings that you have bestowed upon each of us. We thank you for all you do in our lives, and we are truly grateful for all you have provided. Lord, sometimes we feel that there is so much going on that we don't know what to pray for. In Romans 8, 26 to 27, Paul says, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit intercedes for us through wordless groans. He who searches our heart knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that all in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who, give, who have been called according to his purpose. Lord, we seem to be living in a world of constant fear. Fear can be at the national level or local. The evening news nationally brings us the turmoil of worldly conflicts, drought, famine, and war. Locally, we have murders, theft, and job loss. The world seems to thrive in fear of what will happen next. Fear has two little siblings named worry and anxiety. If you are experiencing these feelings or circumstances today, talk to the Lord about your fears and problems, why they have come to you. Remember, adversity is on one of God's tools for strengthening our faith. Psalm 55:22 says to take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Lord, even though there is much thankful for, there are many among us that have much to lament. Lord, hear our prayers for those who are grieving loss. We ask for blessings for those who are sick and shut in. Strengthen our members recovering from surgeries so that they may continue the race. Bless the caregivers of the ill, for they will need the strength that only you can provide. Lord, we ask of blessings for those of us that are satisfying the needs of the public, those working in the public and private sectors who provide the needs of others. There is no greater call than to serve others. Lord, we thank you for our pastors. We pray that you continue to guide them in the ways of our Lord. Bless them to be bold, to leave the old ways behind and embrace the new with your blessings. Lord, give wisdom to our politicians and members of the high court because they certainly need it. They make decisions that affect our lives. Help them to do what is right for God's people that they took an oath to serve. Lord, we thank you for our police officers, firefighters, and civil servants who work every day to provide essential services that keep us safe. Lord, we ask that you continue to bless the ministries of our church. We pray for our staff, our elders, musicians, praise team, choir members, technicians, deacons, and a special prayer for those serving in the military, keeping us safe while they are in harm's way. We give special thanks to our deacons for the wonderful outdoor festi festival yesterday at Forest Hill. You always do it right. <laughs> I've got a certain additional 
information to pass on. Most probably know that Pastor Keon Abner, homegoing celebration for his brother, Lovell Briggs, is going to be at Bridge City Church on Friday the 14th. Time, 10.30 a.m. Wake, 10.30 service. Uh, Pastor Antonio's wife, or aunt, also passed away yesterday, Lorraine Martin. That's Pastor Antonio's father's sister. These blessings in Jesus' name, amen. Please end if you're able, but we the church's purpose. Please stand if you're able while we read the church's purpose. Okay. In response to God's love, our purpose to love others, teach the word of God, and reach the world for Christ. Therefore, as a covenant partner, I will invite others to come and join me in worship. I will be a part of a small group Bible fellowship to grow in Christ. I will serve in the ministry with my gifts and talents. I will do my part in faithfully giving my tithes and offerings to keep the ministry of Jesus Christ alive in the world. I will love all those who enter our doors and accept them in our midst. Amen. I will be reading in your hearing. <laughs> I will be reading in your hearing the Old Testament scripture, Psalms 32. Blessed is those transgressors. Blessed is he whose transgressions is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man in whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and whose spirit there is no guile. When I kept silent, my bones waxed, old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me, my moisture turned into the drought of summer. I acknowledge my sins unto thee, and my iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. Thou forgavest the iniquities of my sin. For this year every one that is godly pray unto, pray unto thee in a time when there mayest be found. Surely in the floods of great waters they shall come nigh unto him. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with my eyes. Be ye not as the horse or as the mule, which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held with bread and bridle, lest they come near unto thee. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusteth in the Lord Mercy shall compass him about. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, all ye that are upright of heart. 
Our New Testament scripture will be coming from 1 John, starting at 1 John, the ninth verse. It says, I will confess all our, we, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. Thank you so much. Does anybody know what time it is? It's offering time. And what do we say, church? Hallelujah. Because we know God has been good to us this week, right? So today, after we give our per capita, we give our tithes, and today is the second Sunday. So our offerings go today to the prison ministry. Our prison ministry has been doing very well, praise God, hallelujah. So we have been going out and visiting. However, our prisoners do need financial help. They do get charged a lot um, at commissary. They get charged $9 for toothpaste and things of that nature. So um, we do appreciate you all giving. You all have been giving in the past and continue your faithful giving to the prison ministry. So our ushers are going to come down and we are going to pray. Lord, we just say thank you for just being a blessing to us this week. We ask you, God, as we give you our tithes and our offerings, that you bless us. Be a blessing to us as we be a blessing to others. Move us, Lord, and, and tell us what we should give, where we should give, God, as we give the first part of our income to you. We know that we are blessed with anything that we give to you, Lord. So we just say thank you, Lord, and we ask you to use these tithes and offerings to the ministry of your kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. We're going to have special music by Carrie Holland. Hold on one second. Just... Kevin Gregg. We're going to have a special guest today. Kevin George is coming on up to sing with us. Let's give him a hand clap. Yeah. Uh... 
breaking many hearts. Stop it, please, before it goes too far, Amen. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Praise God. Thank you so much, everyone who sang today. Praise team. Praise band. Amen. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Amen. Tell your neighbor, glad to see you in church today. <laughs> today, we are continuing on our sermon series on soul care. And um, you got to say soul like soul train. Soul care. <laughs> but before we begin, let us go to God in prayer. Lord, we just say thank you. Thank you for the scripture. Thank you for the word. Speak to our hearts. Move us from where we are to where it is you would have us to be. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. 
So, first of all, we had a great time at the picnic yesterday, amen? <laughs> yesterday was a great time. We've been having a busy summer with summer camp and um, with uh, the, uh, just everything we've been planning this year. So, today we're talking about soul care. Now, recap, soul care, we are looking for inner peace. Anybody want some inner peace today? Oh, yeah, we could all use some inner peace. You know, you can go home and rest at nighttime, but your mind can still be moving 100 miles a minute, right? You don't really get any rest in your spirit or in your mind, right? Or emotional rest. So we come to God for soul care. Soul care. <laughs> so we're finding inner peace. And our first uh, sermon was about godly peace. You go to the doctor when you need a checkup, right? You go to the foot doctor when your foot hurts. We go to the dentist when your teeth hurts. We're going to God for our soul. And the next, last week, Pastor Kelly preached on how to heal, naming the hurts. Anybody do that? Naming the pains. Anybody take time to write those down? It's a painful process to write those pains down to remember. Um, and we had some interesting stories about how people remember from the first time, their first memory. And starting from there, what was the first pain you felt? But I'm going to talk to you about spiritual practices that transform. So we're going to begin with mistakes. Going back in your mind to where you can first remember. Anybody ever made a mistake before? Oh, Absolutely. How many mistakes would you say that you've made in your life? A lot. <laughs> A lot. And it's okay. Tell your neighbor, it's okay. <laughs> we all make mistakes. All fall short of the glory of God. We are, it's, it's okay. We're still Christians. So, you, you ever made a mistake so bad you wish you could take it back? Like, so bad, you wish the ground you were standing on would just open up and you just swallowed up because you don't want to be seen or heard from ever again. It was that bad. Anybody made a terrible mistake? Yes, we have. Some of us don't want to admit it, but we, I think we all have. And you felt, how did you feel after you made that mistake? Terrible. You felt bad. You're, I wish I would have, I should have, could have. You know, you get those kind of thoughts and feelings, right? You feel the shame and the guilt. Um, and I don't know about you, but when I do something really bad, I try to erase that memory in my brain. And I tend to, I tend to forget about it. <laughs> and somebody might bring it up later on. I'm like, what are you talking about? That didn't happen. <laughs> yes, you do it too, right? Um, how about um, when you got found out, what did you do when you got found out? Did you try to hide it? Um, <laughs> did you try to tell the truth about it? Um, so our, let's go back to feelings. So we have feelings of guilt and shame. What is guilt? Guilt is when we go against a moral, ethical, or religious norm. In other words, you did something that you knew you had no business doing. You knew you did something wrong. You knew it was wrong, but you did it anyways. You know the Bible says, but you did opposite of what the Bible says. Amen. We all have some of those times, right? Um, whether or not you did it on purpose or you did it absentmindedly, it was done. And you felt guilty about it. Um, how about... Um, 
shame. What is shame? What do you think shame is? It's criticism, whether you're criticizing yourself or whether somebody else is criticizing you. It's basically viewing yourself or somebody viewing you in a negative light. Um, you tend to worry about, well, what are they going to think about me? What are, you know, you kind of want to get swallowed up in, like, in a hole, like you don't want to exist or matter because it's like, oh, my goodness, what are they doing? Probably you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have. We've all been on the both sides of criticism, haven't we? We've been criticized before, and we have done the criticizing, right? Why did you do that? You could have done better than that. What were you thinking about? You know, and that kind of gets to us, and it has these negative effects. So as a reaction to shame and guilt, what are your actions? Do you confess, or do you hide? Do you tell part of the truth, or do you tell little white lies to cover up the really bad stuff? Um... Confessing means basically telling the truth. Tell your neighbor, tell the truth. Tell your other neighbor, tell the truth. Tell the truth. Online, tell the truth. Um, it means you have to take some accountability for your actions. Nobody really likes taking accountability for their actions, do they? No. Unless it's something good. Most won't take accountability, and, and, and alternatively, what people do in psychology, they place blame to somebody else. When you should be taking accountability for your actions, you say, well, they shouldn't have done that. Well, it was really their fault, so um, why would they even do that? You know, they put me in that position. We have those kind of thoughts too, don't we? So instead of taking accountability, we place blame. Um, some people want to hide because they just can't deal with the consequences. You knew it was wrong. It looked like a good idea, but it wasn't. And now it's time to pay the bill. You went and overspent, and now you got to look at your bank account. You went on and thought that was a good idea, but now you got to deal with the consequences. Um, whether it's extramarital affairs or um, drugs or stealing money or being abusive or being immoral or being distrusting or lying or hiding something, whatever it is, whatever reason we do it, it seems appealing at first, right? It looks like a good idea at first. It's the easy way out. Anybody know what I'm talking about today? It's the easy way out. It even feels good sometimes, smells good, it's attractive, it's charming. But sin is, uh, is temporary. Sin only gives a temporary pleasure, and it's fleeting. True joy and freedom is in the Lord. True peace is in God. Sometimes it's just not always easy, right? The easy way out might lead to sin, but the hard way out leads to God. So tell your neighbor, confess and repent. These are our key practices that transform. What is confession? As we said before, what is it? Tell the truth. Somebody say, tell the truth. What is repentance? Asking for forgiveness and then what? Turning. I was going this way, Lord, but I'm sorry. I was going this way, Lord, again, but I was sorry. 
I went down the wrong path again, Lord, but I was sorry. But I ever turn and walk this way? You have to actually turn from your actions. And whether or not in your heart you mean to turn or you want to turn, only God knows. God is the one who knows our heart and judges our heart. So even though we're not perfect people and we mess up, we're supposed to what? Confess and repent. Everybody say confess and repent. Psalm 32 Verses 1 and 2, David talked about laying your issues on God. Confessing and repenting to God is what leads to verse 1. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them and whose spirit is in no deceit. Did you know the word blessed is actually a plural word for bless. Blessed, as it blessedness is. That sounds good, doesn't it? Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. Blessed is the one who's forgiven. Blessed is the one who messes up and then needs forgiveness. Yes, because they laid their sins on God. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them. Anybody have a, had a hard time with forgiveness before? Yes, yes, you can raise your hand. At one point, we all had a, a, a hard time with forgiveness, but then we hopefully most of us learned to forgive because God is the one who first forgives us, amen? Lay your cares on the Lord and confess. At least be honest with yourself and at least be honest with God. Let God forgive you. That's a good one. Tell your neighbor, let God forgive you. God knows our nature is to sin. You never have to teach a two-year-old how to have a tantrum, right? <laughs> we were born into sin. We were born into a sinful nature. But that's why God sent Jesus Christ as our Savior to save us, who died for our sins to be forgiven through Christ. True peace is not hiding, but in confessing. So, you know what? Some of us have a hard time confessing. Anybody have a journal at home that you write? Yeah. Sometimes it's easier to write it. You don't want to say it. You don't want to think it, but you say, okay, God, I was wrong. I, I, I was wrong. I'm just going to go ahead and just lay it out there, and I'm going to just give it to you. And let God, after you empty that out, what's going to happen is God's going to pour in some Holy Spirit into you and guide you on how to change, how to repent, and how to turn. You see, the problem is with accountability is when we try to hide from it, oh, the enemy will try to deceive us, trying to say, oh, you're such a bad person. Why did you do that? God doesn't want to talk to you. But God wants to talk to you at that time when you do mess up because God wants to help you. It's kind of like a child. When a child gets in trouble, well, at least with my family, they start crying. And when they're really small, they get in trouble and they say, ah, they start crying. But then they want to turn back to the parent that got them in trouble and give them a hug. <laughs> Anybody else kids do that? <laughs> we should be the same way. <laughs> when we mess up, don't run away from God. Run to God. Um, in the scripture, it says, when I kept silent, my bones wasted away. 
It's like you're growing old. Anybody know about growing old? It says, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. It gives you those little lines in your face. You become mean and tired, and it just wears on your spirit when you don't let it out. It builds up inside of you. It's a constant pressure when you have worry and lies and more lies to try to cover up and try to be look, seen good when you need to be seen good in the eyes of God. It will make you go crazy, it will make you unhappy, and in turn, it will make others unhappy. You are going to stink and other people are going to smell you. So we have to let go of what stinks, of what's bad. It says, for day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. We all know what it feels like to be in summer heat, right? We in the heat of summer now. Um, Cleveland gets hot, but let me tell you something, Jamaica is hot, okay? Um, and I just came back from Jamaica, and my mother and my fiancé, Sebastian, always says, Jamaica is hot. And I sit, sit there and think to myself, ain't you from Jamaica? Ain't you used to this heat by now? No. The answer is no. It's hot. <laughs> and so, do you know that this week we had the hottest average days in the world this week ever? That is a scary thought. It was, it was the hottest it's ever been in the world since time began, or as far as we know. That's a scary thought. So having that heat on you, it's scary. It's pressure. You have to get into some cool air, into some AC, amen. You got to find a fan because it's too much. So that's what it's like when you hide, when you keep things inside you that don't need to be there. But then the scripture goes on to say, therefore, let all the faithful pray to you. The faithful? Wasn't you just the one that just messed up? Ain't you the one that was just hiding and now it says let the faithful? How could you possibly be faithful? It's not because of your actions, it's by what? It's by your faith that makes you faithful. It's your faith in God. It's your faith in, to go to God and ask for forgiveness, to be in right standing with God, to be forgiven through Jesus Christ. Amen? We don't have to do everything on our own. We are going to mess up. Tell your neighbor, we are going to mess up. But we need to go to God for forgiveness. Confess and repent. These are some key things because when you get into some negative, this is my negative situation. When you get into some negative stuff and you're trying to hide, you're just going to be stuck in your negative stuff. But when you confess and repent, you're coming out of that negative stuff and you're becoming a different person. You understand? You are literally moving into the area of God. And when you come into the presence of God, you have to change. You will be transformed. You will change. So it says, therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. I'm going to tell you something. We don't have as much time on earth as you think we have. We don't have as much time as we think we have 
to get right with God, to confess to our family, to our friends, to repent. We don't have all the time in the world. When something is messed up, go to God first and let God direct you on what to do after that. We are all going to mess up. It says, surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach the faithful because you are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. You know, some people may think they just so bad and they so cool because they're doing something different. They're going against the grain and it's innovative. People call it fresh. But I'm going to tell you, it's the same old sin. It's the same old being disobedient. It's the same old not listening. When we mess up, we need to run back to God. You cannot hide sin. It's sin. Sin is sin. So, when we confess and repent, we are stepping out of where we were and changing our nature and going to where God is. Anybody want to go where God is? Amen. Repentance is pivotal in the Bible because we grow in a deeper relationship with our Father. Anybody ever have a best friend who told all your secrets to growing up? Anybody got somebody they confess all their stuff to now? And you are just so tight with that person. I can tell them anything. Well, almost anything. I'm going to tell you something. You can't tell everybody everything. Everybody can't handle all your stuff. The only one that can handle all your stuff is God. When you, it feels good to get tight with that person. Your relationship is good. But I'm going to tell you something. The only one you really need to get good with is God. You're going to get closer. You're going to be able to confess and repent more often and more often and more often. And your relationship with God is going to go deeper. You're going to get some roots in the Lord. We all fall short, but when we do, we need to repent. We decide to get serious about our bodies in January, right? Because we want to be slim and fine for the summertime, right? We try to eat better. We try to exercise. And we get serious about our health, but what about our soul? We need to get serious about where we're going because eventually, sometimes, like even with dieting, we might have a bad day. And I don't know about y'all, but when I have a bad day, I tend to eat whatever I want to eat. <laughs> okay? And then I say, okay, well, I'll do better next time. But the problem with that is... When you're having a bad day, you're going to do it again and again and again and again. So we have to get serious about repentance. True repentance is not saying, okay, it was okay the first time, so it'll be okay the second time, it'll be okay the third time. Yes, we are forgiven by God, but that doesn't give you a license to sin. You need to do better the next time and honestly do better the next time because God is going to have to judge your heart when you get to the end of your life. You told me you, you repented, but you kept doing that same thing over and over and over again. We got to get serious and repent. It's soul care. Don't justify your actions. We have to change. Have an honest conversation with yourself. If you don't have somebody to talk to, you need to be honest with yourself. And find out what was the cause of that issue. What was the cause of that sin? Resorting to the ways of the world to handle our problems. How do y'all handle your problems? Okay, we quiet. How do y'all handle your problems? Huh? 
take it to God. But everybody ain't spiritual like you, Michael. What do what people in the world do? Not, not New Life at Calvary, not us. But what do people in the world do when we get off? We turn to what? Alcohol. What else? Drugs. What else? Sex. What else? Eyeing, sleeping all day, just trying to avoid your problems, doing whatever you can do except going to God. Going to God needs to be your first option. Have an honest conversation with God because God is the one that's going to help you. The enemy will try to say, oh, well, you can't go to God. You ain't as perfect as you think you was. You thought you was a Christian. But after what you did last night, I don't know. That's a lie. Go to God. Take your neighbor, go to God. Ask God how to solve that problem that keeps happening. The whole act of God changes you, going to God. The scripture says in verse 8, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you, not with the eye of condemnation, not with the eye of criticism, with, a, with love. And that's what our singer just sang about today, isn't it? Love is needed in today, isn't it? Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by a bit and brittle. You know those little rods they have in their mouth, and they got the little stirrups, you got to control them, you can't talk to them, they're just stubborn. God doesn't want us to be like that. We have, God can speak to us in our minds. God can speak to us in our spirit. We have understanding. Don't be a slave to the, the trials that you're going through today. Listen to God. To get able to listen. Don't be a stubborn animal. Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts him. There's a very big contrast there. Many are the woes of the wicked. When you hold things in, you don't go to God, you have many woes, many things that are holding you down. But the verse 11 says, rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. In other words, in right standing with God. Sing, all you of upright heart. How many of y'all can really say that you can sing to the goodness of God when you're in a hard time or after you've messed up? Yeah, a lot of us try to run away from God at that point, right? Oh, some of us can, though. But it takes practice. You have to keep doing it over and over and over again. And eventually, you will get better. And you will know, I am the righteousness of God. Take your neighbor, you are the righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of God. Sing, all you of upright heart. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad because God has forgiven your sins. Amen. Rejoice when you're in need. Rejoice when you're broke. Rejoice when you're hungry. Rejoice when you're lonely because there is hope in the Lord. Rejoice when you're sad. Rejoice when you have grief. Rejoice when you have pain. Why? There is hope in the Lord. Hope in the Lord. God is helpful. God is our Savior. And I'm going to tell you something else. You're going to look different when you start praising God in the middle of your circumstances. Amen? When you start praising God in the middle of your circumstances, then God can turn things around. People are going to be looking at you like, what's wrong with that person? 
Just like I was looking at Pastor Kelly. She was singing, praise be the Lord, hallelujah. And we had some issues. We had some leaks going on. I was like, what is wrong with her? Why is she over there singing? We got some leaks. <laughs> People going to take notice of you. Sing and rejoice in the Lord and be glad because this is not the end. Accepting Christ as your Savior is how we acknowledge that we don't have all the answers. We are all sinners and we all need a Savior. We want to be in right standing with God because all of our good works are like what? Filthy rags before God. You will never be on equal footing with God. And I'm going to tell you something. What is promising this world? We are all going to go home and meet the Lord. And he is going to talk to us about what we did in our life. Anybody ready to go meet the Lord? Okay. <laughs> you know, you got to have life insurance and afterlife insurance. You better have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Amen. Hallelujah. Accept Christ as your Savior today. It says today is the day of salvation, not tomorrow. Today. Because you don't know what tomorrow is going to hold. Tomorrow was in promise. Y'all see we had the hottest day on record ever this week, right? In the New Testament, it says that we confess our sins. He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That's something that we can't do. He's going to wash us white as snow. How many of y'all want to be washed white as snow and forgiven? Jesus Christ came into this world, taught the kingdom of heaven, showed us miracles, forgave sins, was tempted in every way, did not sin, and died for the sins of the world, meaning he died for you and for me. And as he, as promised in the scripture, we have the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Spirit leads us, guides us daily, still shows us miracles, still heals, still restores, hallelujah, and leads us through those temptations we have during the week. So you don't want to be on wrong footing with God. You want to be on the right foot. So you're not going to be on the good foot. Our good works are filthy rags, and the enemy wants to separate us from God, but we have to go back to God, All going all the way back to Adam and Eve. The enemy tried to just separate them from God and said, girl, you done messed up with that apple. God told you don't eat that apple. You better go hide. We got to evolve, church. We have to evolve. So what do you do when you mess up? One, after you have accepted Christ, you admit that you are a sinner, believe that Jesus Christ died for you, and confess that Jesus is Lord. You just repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. And, and if you have received Christ for the first time, we just want to give you a wonderful hand clap. Hallelujah. You have afterlife insurance. And guess what? After you accept Christ, you probably still going to mess up. So what do we have to do? Confess and repent and be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer. Lord, we just say thank you for the word today. Thank you, Lord, for transforming us to look more like you and your son, Jesus Christ.
Christ. We are so thankful, Lord, that even when we mess up, you love us and you care for us. You go ahead of us, even in the wrong direction, Lord. We just say thank you, God, that we can give all of our cares and all of our worries to you, God. We want to feel your unfailing love that surrounds us because we trust in you. We are your people. We are your people, Lord. So we ask you, Lord, to just help us to just continue to follow and walk in your ways this week and for the rest of our lives, Lord. And for those of us that have messed up in some kind of way, help us to receive your forgiveness and do better the next time. So all of these things we ask in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen, church. So we are getting ready to stand and sing grateful with the praise team. And it is now prayer time. So if anybody wants to come down and give us some more confessions, we're going to pray with you. And uh, the lay pastors are going to come down. And Pastor Kelly is going to come down and pray with you as well.
Lord today. Are you glad to have had some soul care? Pastor Antonio, thank you for that message. You were very convicting today, praise God, <laughs> and we appreciate it. Saints, I just want to share a little bit of good news for us today and want to make sure you read through your program carefully and listen to the phone tree that'll come out later on in the email. You can read through that too. Want to say happy birthday, praise God. Lots of birthdays this week. Sierra Simmons, that is, uh, I saw Stephanie and Melvin. Where y'all? There they go. That's Stephanie and Melvin's daughter. She's celebrating a birthday, praise God. Bessie Smith is celebrating her birthday this week, praise God. Joe McIntosh, I know I saw Joe in the house this morning. Where you at, Joe? He, oh, he went out. We having lunch in the, out there, y'all. So he might have went to get his early. So happy birthday, Joe. Marion Wallace, I know I saw Marion. Praise God. Happy birthday, Marion, on the 12th. Praise God. Oh, here's Joe. Happy birthday, Joe. <laughs> Jaden Hendricks is also on the 12th, praise God. How old are you turning this year, Jaden? How old? 15? One five. Jaden will be officially 15 years old, praise God. Hallelujah. Happy birthday, Jaden. Want to say happy birthday to Terrence and I, our daughter, Trinity. She's turning the big 21, y'all. <laughs> Yes, happy birthday. And a special anniversary. Congratulations to John and Gwen Coates, praise God. This, oh, there's Gwen. How many years are you all celebrating? What did she say? I got to say that so everybody can hear that. 52 years. 52 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know how that's possible, Gwen, because you're know. not even in your 50s I was yet. <laughs> Congratulations, Gwen. Congratulations. Thanks again for our guest uh, singer today, brought with Carrie and his sister. We thank you, his sister, Nancy. Got her name right. Praise God. Mom. Thank you again. Mom, for, too. And Mom Mary is here. We want to say thank you for being with us today. We love when you all come as our guests. This is Carrie's family. want to say welcome to them. Go ahead, Carrie. And I, I like a special prayer for my sister um, as she be traveling, traveling back to Huntsville. Oh, okay. Is he? Nancy's going back to Huntsville. Praise God. We do want to say a great big happy birthday. Gerald Nevins has brought his mom, Edith Nevins. Praise God. And may I, as she's here with us today, may I share your, your years? May I say how old you are? 93 years old. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. She was supposed to come last year and celebrate her uh, 92nd birthday last year, but she was not able to make it. And so we are so glad because you live in California, right? She is traveling all the way from California. So thank you for being here with us. And thank God that he gave you travel mercy and grace to get here. Praise God. We're so glad to have you. 
Um, today, yesterday was the church picnic, and we ate good, y'all. <laughs> we had a good time. We did get rained out, but we still had a good time. We thank everyone. Thanks to the deacons and all the above and beyond folks that just came in and pitched out and helped. We really appreciate it. And guess what? We got lots of food left, praise God. So out there in the fellowship hall, you're going to enjoy some hot dogs and some corn on the cob and some baked beans and some chips and other things out there for today. So please feel free to eat on your way out. Want to make sure all the elders know we do have session meeting this week. Don't want to forget that. And then we do have the food pantry grocery bag ministry on uh, Saturday. We pack the bags on Friday. So just look carefully through your announcements. I don't want to um, go through each and every one. But I, Pastor Antonio O'Marvin, I think, shared that um, Pastor Keon's brother did pass away, um, Lavelle Briggs, and he was in a tragic car accident. And so um, you all know Pastor Keon has many extended siblings, and so this is not his uh, mother's son, so it's part of his father's side of the family. So um, the funeral will be this coming Friday, uh, July 14th, over at Bridge, 10 o'clock a.m., wake 1030 service anyone that would like to come over and help usher or greet or just be a part of the you know supporting the family we would appreciate your help and your support all right i think is there any announcements that i did not share did not state oh i know one you guys i've, I've been forgetting to give you all roof updates so y'all know we had the beam issue over there right <laughs> and they fixed the inside, they've been working on the outside. But that's a slate roof up there, and so the slates, um, they had to individually do each one, make each one or create each one or something like that. So it was some holes up there that it just poured down rain and leaked all over there. And so our pews get all wet and we've been over there cleaning and trying to dust it again. So if you kind of uh, had like that dank smell, that's what it's coming from. <laughs> Those of you that's online, y'all don't smell it. Those of us in the building, we do. So we're trying to air it out and get it back clean, but they are, they have been on top of it trying to put tarps and get it covered up up top but the rain has been a lot in Cleveland, praise God. And so they have been here regularly trying to make sure it's patched up, but the hole on the outside is still not completely fixed and they're still working on it. So just to give you an update. All right, any more announcements? Look in the bulletin, check that email, and listen to your phone tree. If we could all rise to receive the benediction, I'm going to pray for Nancy and Travel Mercy, and I'm going to actually bless the food as well. Gracious and holy God, we thank you for this day and this time of being able to reflect on how to repent in our soul care. Help us, Lord, even though it's difficult to look at our own selves, help us to look deeply and to confess those sins and to be freed. We pray, Holy Spirit, for travel mercy for Nan Nancy, Lord, as she travels to and fro in her, her family, Lord. We, we pray that they would all get their back and safe. We thank you, Lord, for the family of Carrie being able to come and visit today. We thank you for Gerald's mom and Edith and for 93 years of life. And thank you for her life and all that, Lord, you have given to her. And we pray for her travel mercy as well. Holy Spirit, we ask your blessing upon the food that we are about to receive to the nourishment of our bodies. 
as we prepare to depart from this place, but never from your sight, Lord Jesus. May we take with us all the fruit of your precious Holy Spirit, your love, your joy, your peace, your patience, your kindness, your goodness, your gentleness, your faithfulness, and your self-control. We want to be made new in you. We love you, Lord, and we adore you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm mighty glad you came to church today.